That's what we're going to call this this episode, Independence Day, A Slow Descent Into Shit. Because mm. that's what that movie is, and that's what we're covering today on JB's Driving Podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far, but... No, it's A Slow Descent of Shit. Before we get to the movie, as always, um, we have housekeeping. Housekeeping issues. Well, maybe, you know, we should get back to actually introducing ourselves. We never introduce ourselves like this. No. No, we don't. That's why I said, because I don't think anybody knows. No, it's like, Jimmy. No, nobody knows who you are. And I'm Zmot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, a lot of my friends call me Paul because Paul. they get uncomfortable with the name Zmot. And then Scott's in the studio. Yes, we brought it's Scott glad, back. Glad to be back again. It's getting to the point where Scott's just going to show up when he wants to show up at this point. Yeah, we'll have other guests. <laughs> we're going to have... We're going to have... Hopefully, uh, sooner than later, because, you know... Because Paul doesn't want you here anymore. Yeah, well, that's more or less it. <laughs> when everybody else keeps turning you guys down, I'm, I'm happy to come on. Just keep on showing up. The, you know, now that I know your politics, Jesus Christ... We won't go there. You're the one who said we're not going to go no, there. No, we're not. It's a joke, dude. No, but, but, but Scott is... We're not even... It's, it's not a guest anymore. It's just he shows up and wants to freaking show up, I guess. Yeah, whenever, you know, he wants to make it inconvenient for <laughs> right. one of the two hosts of the show to do the show. Well, because apparently I, you know, I take up a lot of your time with movie recommendations of things you already know and... <laughs> Okay, and, uh, okay, we do one of these every two weeks. You put up two movies a day <laughs> of movies that we would love to do. We do one movie every two weeks. Okay. You guys keep saying, I don't know what we're going to do next. So I mean, that's No, right. dude, we always know what we're going to do okay. next. It's, it's, you know, we're playing around. Oh, we don't know what we're going to do. What are we well, doing next? I really don't know what we're doing next. <laughs> you're fucking <laughs> awesome. You're, you're just a total <laughs> asshole. I don't know. All I know is it's not Spielberg, because I'm getting fucking complaints. This isn't Spielberg. No, no. I understand that. But we're not going Spielberg for a little Who's while. complaining about Spielberg? People. Okay. Hey, you guys should be happy to have a listener that gives you feedback. And yes. I am getting feedback. But you're not a listener anymore. And that anymore. feedback Tweets. is no more fucking Spielberg. Someone has to things. tweet out when you guys have a new show. So, yeah, someone, someone. He could be the social media person. There you go. Who? Scott could be the social media guru. He is. He is. He, his social media consists of... Hey, you guys should do big. Hey, you guys should do... <laughs> Cannonball Run. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys should do Grease. What about this movie? What about this Actually, movie? That's, that's it. Grease. We're doing Grease. I'm going to make you do Grease. That was not one of my recommendations. It's the word. Wait a minute. It, it may be, but I don't think you need to do it. There's only two words that you need to know. One is Grease. The other one is Bird. I was going to say Lightning. No, it's Grease. Lightning. That's, we'll that's do, a whole we'll, different song. We'll do dude. Grease eventually. You got I don't, some John Travolta, baby. <laughs> Broken Arrow. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Broken Arrow. <laughs> Broken Arrow. 
Oh, I got a better one than that. Well, you got Jimmy's... Not ba- Battlefield Earth. Jimmy's uh, favorite movie, Pulp Fiction, which... Uh, Jimmy was, hates that fucking was, movie. was 1994. I think you said 1992, the last show. but 1994, 1994, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't like that movie. I, I, I love know. that movie. Yeah, so do I. I, I. I liked that movie at the time, but I've rewatched in the past few years, and I was like, besides Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson and... John Travolta... And Ving Rhames and the Gimp, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, it's just so Tarantino-y. Yeah, even Tarantino. Yeah, right. And and I'm usually a, a fan of Tarantino. I don't know. I like it's so Tarantino that it's too much. It's Tarantino. Too much Tarantino. It's like you know how you do too much, like. We'll talk about every one of his this. fucking movies is almost exactly like that, except for it's Pat. Okay, that is not like that at all. Was true? Was True Romance a Tarantino movie? He wrote it. He didn't direct it. Yeah, and that movie's yeah. wonderful. And Dust Till Dawn, he was in that movie. Yeah, but he didn't. That was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I like Rodriguez. Yeah. I do like Rodriguez. Reservoir Dogs. I do like Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Is also he wrote. I can't remember if I he, thought he directed, directed that too, one or I'm, not. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I just it's just one of the. I don't know. No, I got nothing to say. I have nothing to say. So it was. So what it you've decided fiction. is we're going to do a Tarantino movie, and we've decided that it's it's Pat. I'm not watching it's Pat. <laughs> I'm just not watching it's Pat. We can do it. The best Tarantino movie of all Did time. Did he really do It's Pat? Yeah, he wrote Saturday It's Pat. Is that from the Saturday Night Live? Yes, he Skip. wrote that. Uh, <laughs> uh, is what's his name in it? The, the senator, the ex-senator who grabbed that reporter's boobs? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, no, that's, that's Smalley. Oh, okay. He did Smalley. Right. It's Pat was the, the, the chick that did that, mo- that role. Oh, see, I, see, right. I, I don't... Uh, who is in... Pulp Fiction. Is she? She's when they go to destroy the car at the junkyard. She's like the owner's daughter. Oh, okay. All right. Zed's dead, baby. Yeah, Zed's dead. Zed's dead. Right. Maybe I do like Pulp Fiction. I don't know. You do. No, you don't. I just changed I don't know. You're, you've changed your mind every year. not a motorcycle. It's a chopper. I did, I did change my mind. It's a chopper, baby. Bruce Willis was awesome in that movie. Wasn't that like his like a resurgence or something like that? I think it was. Mm, no, that was more Tarantino's resurgence. Well, I don't know that Travolta's resurgence definitely. I'm sorry, not. Oh, yeah, I meant Travolta. Travolta, yeah, Travolta, yeah Tarantino. Travolta's. He was resurgence. in a gutter because, somewhere. Yeah, well, he was doing the Look Who's Talking movies through the '80s. That's basically yeah. all he did. Yeah, and you know? Scientology. Well, I don't. Well, I don't want to get into other people's bullshit religions. Oh, we could. <laughs> hey, I worked for Tom Cruise. <laughs> did it. You I saw, don't know. Do you saw a documentary about Scientology? Of course, I've seen yeah. like dozen, uh, at least two or three of them, and I watched some of that crazy show with the 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 fat chick, thin chick, thin chick, fat chick, thin chick. Ah, okay. uh, what the fuck was her name? Huh? She did the the show with the fat guy. It was Leah Remedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, she did the show where he was a fat guy and she was skinny, and then one season, like he got into shape. And she got fat, and then apparently the ratings went down, so they made him get fat again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, she had to lose weight. Kevin, what's his name? Kevin the, James. Kevin, yeah, Kevin James and the, Leah Remedy. I hate people who have the same like people like Kevin James who have like two first names. Yeah, it's always it irritates me. 
It's one of those things that just yeah. irritates the living daylights out on there. That's when like every sitcom had like some the husband was like a you know, fat schlob. A big fat incompetent and white. And then dude. had like a really yeah. attractive wife. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I that's mean that's all happens. It's as that's as old as every single eighteen inch long or uh, you know sitcom from the past job. twenty years. Yeah. I don't want I don't, I don't watch the con. They annoy me as well. Yeah, yeah I haven't. I'm, I'm watching Coke King of Island. Queens. That was yeah, watching movies. I watched a lot of those in reruns, but I didn't watch them live because I I didn't really like them. But they were kind of it was that five to seven o'clock time frame where there's nothing else to watch except for Channel Five, and right. you'd watch like Friends or Jerry Seinfeld or right. or that kind of show because there was nothing else on for a couple hours. Yep. When you get off of work and waiting for the shows for the night. Right. Yeah, that's when I, I, I haven't seen that one, but that's when. So you sat down I and watched, watched Seinfeld. You watch pre shows, kind of like, the, like, the, like the, the pre shows to watch the real shows you want to watch? Well, the, it, you know, like it's either that or watch news. And at the time, I was what, like maybe young 30s and I had kids and stuff so it was like you threw it on in the background either that or you'd have like kids cartoons on depending on how old they were you know like and that was it I mean I've seen the first like six or seven seasons of Spongebob I've seen every freaking episode like ten times Mm -hmm. Um, you know I've seen a lot of those cartoons depending on how old the kids were or you know and then eventually the kids would have their own TV or whatever else or they grew out of it I don't know. I'm just saying it's it. It was just something that you threw on to waste time or background noise, like because a lot of back then there was a lot of times I was working like 80 hour weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'd go in and I'd do 10 hours in the office, and then I'd come home, usually like cook dinner, eat real quick, and then you know get the kids in bed and then go back to work. So you'd throw shit on in the background. And then you'd record the shows that you want, and you'd go back and watch them on TiVo or or DVR later. I don't know what the fuck this has to do with anything. <laughs> I'm just over here falling asleep, but <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you, you're the one who started this, and then you like keep shaking your head like you want me to keep going on. I don't know what the fuck we're talking no, about. That's not me okay. nodding. That's literally Anaconda. <laughs> no, we're not the Anaconda yet. We have to. We we got to. Oh, we have more housekeeping. More house. We have to announce the winner of the Babysitter's Club giveaway for Greg Klein Appreciation Month. Okay. And the person who correctly guessed 23 Bud Lights, a Georgette Klein for Zerona Park, is going to win uh, five five copies of Babysitter's Club. Uh, 136? To, huh? Five copies of 136. Yes, 136. That's what we decided. Exactly. Five Babysitter's copies. Club, 136. We had five copies, five, you know. So... Georgette Klein from They are Masona paper Park. copies, though. Huh? It's, t- it's technically, it's one copy, and then we just... emailed five times. We, we just kind of copied them into the computer, and we were just going to email them to her? Yes, we PDF'd it. Yeah. So I mean, I figured that that was legit. E- e-book. It's a legit. Yeah. yeah, e-book, that's a thing. It's, a, it's a legit. Yeah. So you should expect that as soon as we get her... Her full email address. Full email she has address. to send that to us. Yes. And we will we'll send her the ebooks of Baby Squitters Club 136. 136. And we have it. The Wrath of Julie. Some of, some of the pages might be upside down, um, some in Spanish, but you will receive 
136 Babysitter's Club. Congratulations. Yep. Appreciate that. Anything else? Um, and uh, this is this is good news for you, Paul. Before we talk about Anaconda, you are going to be going to uh, your personal appearance is getting quite quite uh, popular. You're going to be going to the Dominican Republic for the opening of Carlos's American Escape Hotel and Resort. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really wonderful that I'm I'm kind of honored. Because this is the first... First off, they're just opening this this place up. Yes. Uh, apparently, a lot of other hotels in the area had, like, all this, I don't know, extra stuff. I don't know where the hell they... Like, they were using all the old towels and shit like yeah, that. Something. And Carlos, it's kind of like a reconditioned A reconditioned, a refurbished. refurbished. And, and I don't really care because it's still just the honor of it. Yes. And so, but they told me... That it was going to be a ceremony uh-huh. uh, that I could have all the free drinks that I want. That's I told them that's awesome. that I really don't drink, and they said they insisted. They insisted. They, they literally said we would be insulted mm-hmm. if you did not come down to the Dominican Republic and just drink as much as you can. As much as you can. And they were going to name a drink after you? Like, yes. Yes. As soon as they... You? Yes. I, I don't know what... They're gonna call it. I don't know. I, I, maybe I just wonder, the Paul. It maybe it, in memory of. I, I don't know the gullible tours. I don't know. Um, but I know we had some issues with the FBI and U.S. Customs. Those have been addressed, right? As far as I know, uh, they were not happy with me trying to take my own alcohol down to the Dominican Republic. Okay, so I, like I said, because I'm not much of a drinker, but I kind of like my own stuff I, I i don't really trust other people's alcohol that's why i don't go out to bars mm-hmm. but you know fuck it fuck you know it. Yeah, you're gonna be there you're gonna have a good time yeah you're gonna meet some people well it's good to know if you happen to get shot the red Sox will airlift you out of, out of you know back to the United i States. don't know i am not as big of a red Sox fan as i once was so possibly not oh mm-hmm. and the orioles i don't think airlift their own players to the games no they no. stopped that a while ago. I think they just right. take a bus around like the fucking Cleveland Indians in the yeah. 90s. Probably. Or they have to drive themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also good that you're going to be, see, they, they are, they're compensating you well and even paying you with uh, ladies of the night. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Um, I thought that was kind of weird as well. Uh, they offered me three different women. Uh, uh, ladies of the night. Well, okay, sorry. Ladies That's of the That's what their specific language whatever. was. Yes, yeah, I guess. The contract they signed. Half a page contract. Yes. Well, you read the contract. I didn't peruse the contract. No. You've been signing my name to contracts and sending yes. it out to places. As your agent, correct. As fucking annoying, honestly. Yeah, well. Uh, I'm really kind of getting tired of all these personal appearances. What's, all What's the turn all of a sudden? You were happy to go, now you're... I, yeah, until I realized that... All the money is going to the show. Yeah, the money's going to the show with my air quotes over here. Uh-huh. If you want to book Paul, JB's Driving Podcast, bookings at gmail.com. He's available. He's available. Anaconda. We covered Anaconda? Yeah, we covered it in jizz. That's what we covered it in, a piece of garbage. Speaking of ladies of night. So what, what, did, you, what did you think? What did you, I mean, going, you don't listen to our shows, right? Uh, I do sometimes. I I am 
I've been told that I have to go back and listen to the Empire episode because some somebody said that that was really good, and it was a necessity for me to go back and listen to it. It was. Empire was a good episode. It turned out pretty I well. I did listen to the Jaws episode. I, As did much as you, I can, I enjoyed did it. Did you figure out if the barrel was stuck to the front or the back? I did go back oh, yeah. and watch that, and <laughs> the barrel was not... It, the the they, scene they that I was remembering... They, they grab it with the hook right, and tie it on. But if you remember correctly, when he was trying to shoot the shark, harpoon the shark, at, you know, he was yelling at him to tie it off the barrel. And he went back and he got the, um, the, single, the little single, the beeper single thing that, right, you know, so tracker. they could track it. Right. And um, he, he got that on and he's tying it off. And for some reason in my mind, I thought he was tying it off to the front of the boat, but he was tying the barrel. To the harpoon. To the harpoon. He wasn't tying the right. harpoon to the boat. Right. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the barrel to the boat. So, yeah, I get that confused. I don't know why. Um, but thank you for clearing that up because, sure. you know, it's, it's completely necessary to come back like two or three weeks later and tell me that I fucking thought that he was tying it to the front of the boat. Thank I mean, God because, the air conditioner's well, in here. Yeah, what's going on with the air conditioning here? It, it was two or three weeks for you. It was the, you know, <clears throat> the day the show came out, so that was the first time I heard it. Oh, well, I guess that's true. I take it back. I am an asshole. I was just trying to be helpful. I am the full ass. Cause, cause, I'm not just the asshole. See, I am the full ass. You seem like you were, you know, trying to. I am it a out baboon's and... ass. That's what I am. I don't talk about your cousin that way. That's not. I am not talking about my cousin. I'm talking about myself. Okay. I would not say mean, nasty things about any of my cousins, except on that Empire episode, right? Did you shit on Timmy that episode? I mean, your cousin in that episode. It, maybe I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. Like I said, somebody told me I had to go back and listen you, to it. You think you used the word scrotum and Tim in the same sentence? Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. That's why I have to go back and listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. I will listen to it this week. Actually, I will wait till next week and I will listen to it closer to when we record so that I can actually remember. You gotta listen to Anaconda. I thought Anaconda was a delightful uh, episode. A little better than turn out for such a simple ass movie. You did a great job. I don't know. I, I just think that it's it was a horrible movie and uh, you know, how much you love it. We talked about Owen Wilson's nose. <sighs> how can you not, dude? We talked about Carrie Wurr. I got in trouble for that yesterday. Why? Because we were we went to Pennsylvania and Mika wanna to listen to one of the episodes I put Anaconda. Oh, I didn't realize how many times I was like Oh my gosh, she's hot! <laughs> and she got to like, she got to look at me to the point where she's like, I, I mentioned like four times. Not even exaggerating. She yeah, but even, th- she knows this is a show, right? She does. She's also a woman. She knows that you know. I play it up. You get to, she gets to take you home, and Carrie Word gets stuck with me. Yeah, isn't that a shame? Yeah. Maybe she works for the Dominican Republic now. Maybe Carlos's American Adventure Hotel and Resort. They have a crab shack. Carlos's Crab Shack opens seven to nine all daily. All you can eat crabs. Yes. All you can eat crabs. And all you can drink alcohol too. I don't know why they seem to be just trying to get rid of that shit. I believe he's got sponsored by Clorox, right? I don't know he's if it's Clorox. Things. I don't know. I don't know the sponsorships. I don't want to misspeak again. I just know that Carlos's Crab Shack open seven to nine daily. I thought 7 a.m. was a bit early to get up and eat crabs, but apparently in the Dominican Republic, it's not the truth. They encourage you to get up in the middle of the night. What's for breakfast? 
They cook up the crab and then they they take an egg and they just break the egg and put it on top and then they cook the whole thing crab shell and all. It's fucking weird. I don't get it. I don't get it, dude. I don't understand these other cultures. I'm a uncultured asshole. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an uncultured baboon's ass. That's what I am. That's a sound clip right there. Yes, I am. That's another that's another fuck the monkey. <laughs> 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 All right, so Fuck that monkey Anaconda, so that's that's it's business. a Nazi monkey. Um, let's talk about this steaming pile of shit that is Independence Day. This is <laughs> this is going to be an interesting discussion because <laughs> in, until the other day, I had not watched this movie since it came out in the theater. Wow, really? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, other than I remember the the Bill Pullman patriotic speech and the you know the money shot of the White House being blown up, mm-hmm. but. Other than that, I realized there wasn't a whole lot about this movie that was really all that memorable, or that it was written in three weeks. See that that, that actually I, I no, it, other it, than the plot and rewatching it, it was like, yeah, there's still not. I can't even remember from three nights ago watching it. Some of the no. stuff that happened, it's just very and forgettable yet, movie. I guess because of the way my brain works, I never seem to forget a whole lot. I mean, I, I forget little minor details yeah. like. They were tying off the fucking thing to the front of the boat, but other than that, for the most part, like I, I most of the bigger stuff, I'll, I'll remember. So, like, I remembered all the one-liners. I remembered, but you there, know, and when you're sitting there watching, and it's there like there weren't oh a my lot God. of one-liners in the yes, show. Not, not there compared to are. like Indiana Jones or Oh my God, Empire Strikes they are. Back. They're, they're you just probably just ignored it because they were they weren't funny one-liners. They well, were just constant. That, that, it, it would, he would follow up a one-liner with another one-liner, but we're not there yet. That's 23 minutes into the movie, so okay. we're not there yet. So, uh, you know... 23 minutes into the movie. Yeah, it is. That's when it starts. As soon as the destruction ends is yeah, when the one-liners we'll start, but oh, we're not that, there yet. Yeah, we're not Yeah, We'll talk about that turn. Because it's, it's two different movies. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I honestly think that the first movie is, is good. Perfect. It's very good. July 2nd is perfect. Yes. The setup is perfect. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, let's start with this pile of shit. <laughs> so this was written by uh, Roland Emmerich and Roll. Dean Devlin. Yeah, Emmerich is noted for such... Uh, he's got a pretty, a pretty extensive rep- uh, repertoire here. He's got Stargate, Universal Soldier, The Day After Tomorrow... Godzilla, The Patriot. I mean, you're not seeing a. He's known for the theme here. These destruction movies. Yeah, everything goes to shit. So, but this this was this particular one, ID Four, was kind of a throwback movie mm-hmm. uh, to the seventies. Okay, so you had uh, you had the movies like The Towering Inferno. And you had like Poseidon Adventure and shit like that, where it was kind of like this group of people against some bigger, you know, disaster that they had to deal with. And that's kind of where the concept built from. And, and right. you know, Universal had been known for those kind of films. So this was kind of a throwback to that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, another thing that I had uh, read just by what you were bringing up, not only did he write it in three weeks, he submitted it on a Thursday. On a Friday, they they greenlit, and they started pre-production on Monday. So, like, they were hyped about this they fucking were, they movie. They were trying to beat 
uh, Mars Attacks. Yeah, they were trying to get it to the movies before Mars Attacks. And honestly, I know that I know that Mars Attacks is considered a huge flop oh. because nobody got the concept behind the movie. Right. The, the concept, I mean, he literally just did an Ed Wood film. Okay, he did a movie called Ed Wood. Great movie. And then he made an Ed Wood movie. And Mars Attacks, in my opinion, I love fucking Mars Attacks. I absolutely you love like it. You better than this. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, do. You could, there's a I lot do. of movies better than this. this <coughs> fucking debacle. Uh, there, there's a lot of good in this movie, though. And, and I'm well, not going to allow... Let's get to that. Let's get to that. You know, it, to, to not be brought forth because okay. it's it does I, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you because there's I have a lot of fucking problems with this film but there's a I, lot of good I remember back in 1996 really liking it was a fun movie to watch and, and liking it well, it's mind blowing this was in my I don't know where it comes down on the time frame okay but I believe and I'm sure somebody will correct me especially you that this was the first of the disaster films of the new era. Yes, and that's that is what this is. That's one of the notes yes, that I have. Armageddon, those kinds. This of, is this yeah. movie is considered the turning point for the Hollywood blockbuster. It led to the, as you said, the wide range destruction. Because after this, you had like the 2012s. Yes, you had Deep Impact. Right, Deep Impact. Deeper Impact. No. Uh, Armageddon, like you said. <laughs> You fucking idiot. Deepest impact? <laughs> Deepest impact. Well, like the, core, impact. the core, whatever <laughs> way they go to the, the middle of the earth. Uh, yeah, but to the, the journey to the center of the earth and beyond or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. That, but, even, but then even as it went on, they even took these type of movies and started making jokes out of them and like making comedy type right. movies where so. it was the end of the world type stuff still. I mean, there was just a lot of these. Uh, right. You know, The Rock started his career with a bunch of these. I mean, he had... Skyscraper. Well, he, he did Skyscraper, which is recent, obviously yeah. a, you know, ripoff of in, Die you know, Hard. Towering Inferno. Or Titan, yeah. uh, Die Hard, really? <laughs> That's where you were going with it? He literally jumped into the fucking thing. Anyway, the whole thing's on fire, the whole movie. And it's a huge tower. Big skyscraper that gets blown up or whatever. and. Yeah. <sighs> Christmas, you know, movie. Christmas, Christmas. It wasn't a Christmas movie either. I, I haven't seen it, so I'm just making it up. You should. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. not bad. Yeah. It's it's a decent film. Um, but you know, after he finished the Mummy movies, and then he got into the kids movies, then he started doing the disaster movies. Right. Because he did San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas. And like you said, he did the the Towering Inferno Jumanji. Ripoff. Well, Jumanji was more of a kids movie. I don't know how you fit that into the um, same fucking thing. Fucking joke. The one with the big It's gor- not a joke though, man. The one with the big gorilla. It's the fucking rock. Yeah, Show the, a little bit of respect. The big Who is the big gorilla? What's what? Came out at the same time as Skyscraper? Yeah, the, the movie with the big gorilla. Uh Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. Rampage. But that go. was based on a video game. Yeah, that was a great video okay. game too. I love that video game. You just break shit up as a lizard, giant lizard. He, he, yeah. did, he did a bunch of video games too cuz he did Doom and Yeah, yeah he did Doom. Doom, which they're getting ready to remake with John Cena. Uh, then they had, um, he also did, oh, Christ, what else did he do other I'm, than I'm Doom? glad we're going through Dwayne The Rock Johnson's entire Yeah, because he's career. not even in this. He's not even fucking this movie. Okay, dude. 
you're the one that's supposed to be steering the ship. You're obviously allowing the ship to go out of control. I had a lot of tequila mojitos last night, my and friend. And fucking just float down the river. <laughs> I was floating down the river. I was watching this movie. God, I was like pounding margaritas because my kids were driving up the wall. <laughs> As I'm typing this, I'm like, this is a horror <laughs> This weekend. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw your tweet from last night about that. So. What did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly, I don't remember what I was tweeting about last night. I was watching the U.S. soccer game, and then I didn't start drinking until like 9.30. I think by 11.30, I had like five drinks in me. You, you, were, you were like, you know, how my dad used to put the fear of uh, yeah, God yeah. in me. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm trying to yell at my kids and just hoping that it, yeah, they feel a, the same way. You know, when you're a little kid, when you're a little kid, your parents are yelling at you. And it's like, I'm going to die. You know. yeah. It's about the voice. The voice. And you're like, you put your parents on this higher level, much higher level. Then when you're the adult and you're only the kids, you're just like, shh, You realize when you're a kid, you think your parents know everything. You get to be an adult, you realize they, they didn't know what the hell they, they were doing they, either. Yeah, so we all know you. Exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's all about the voice. It's all about the voice. It really is. I mean, you have to always talk to your kids in one way, and then when you're pissed off, you change the voice. Right. And then they kind of start keying off on that voice. Well, that, that is the really pissed off voice. Right. right. And once they key off on that, then it's, it's kind of it. Well, what I do is I have this voice. Oh, and they know Now that he's going to make a joke I'm instead a, of... I'm about I, to, he, he brings up a serious subject. I'm about to send the kids down to the basement where Mika's dressed up as a werewolf. And that gets them. They'll behave for the next couple of days. Yeah, that was the beginning of Billy Madison, okay? I never saw Billy Madison. Or no, Happy Gilmore, not Billy never Madison. Never saw Happy Gilmore either. Yeah, that was the beginning of I don't Happy watch Gilmore. Adam Sandler movies. Those two movies are worth watching. See, I can't, not to I him. I don't like the rest of Adam Sandler he's, other than Wedding Singer, but he, that was, he, he's intolerable. those two are good. He's, just, he's intolerable to me. You know, I, I can't take Adam Sandler. I, I like the one that just came out on Netflix. Which one was that? It was like a, I think it's called Murder Mystery or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, it's oh, a okay. made from ne- Netflix. Yet. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I mean, it's not great, but it, yeah. See what it, it's funny. What happened was I watched 15 minutes of Little Nicky, and ever since then, oh, that's yeah, God-awful. that was yeah. a horrible I, one, I, man. I just ever since then I, I looked yeah, at him, uh, I want to punch him. Yeah, but you couldn't. That and it's not like you know Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore isn't full of. That's it. It's just a vehicle for him to do his his stand-up, his stand-up shtick. Yeah, I, I get that, but it it's still entertaining. Yeah. So Billy Madison has a great scene. It's when he goes back to high school. It's like sort of how I picture Greg Klein with like the ACDC T-shirt and the old Trans Am, and that's how he's now. Yeah. I mean, there there he's always he, no no. Greg, he's still that way. I, yeah. He just there is no transition for yeah. Greg. He's still he's still back there. Okay. He's still back there. He's cry sometimes, but he's still back there. Yeah, there, there's just some of the the subtle stuff in his movies is funnier than the over the top shit, in right. my opinion. So Independence Day and was he's originally got that love for called the 80s. Doomsday, but the screenwriters Emmerich and Devlin were lobbying for Independence Day, and it wasn't until after Pullman's speech at the end where they were able to finally say, "Fine, we're going to buy the rights to the other studio. It's going to be called Independence Day." Year's biggest film in 1996 as well. Yeah. It uh, topped The Rock, I believe, with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. I'm not too surprised by that. Uh, I mean, this was the blockbuster film the of the blo- summer. Of the summer. And again, it was a, it was a game-changing movie as well. Now, I mean, it came out 4th of July. Mm-hmm. It was actually 
July 3rd. But July 3rd, but, you know, happening on July 2nd, 3rd, 4th yeah. in the movie. Perfect timing. Fox had this big uh, or this big lead up to it. Started with the Super Bowl. I will say, as I navigate this movie... Well, before you get to it, I'm sorry. I, I, I just wanted to throw in, like, I I went back and watched the trailers, too. Yeah. Because I always like to do that before I watch the film. And it is interesting. This is interesting. The trailers did not were not very good. They really weren't. I I'm surprised how hyped I was for the movie when I went back and watched those trailers. So that's all I wanted to say. I'm sorry, Jimmy. It's okay. I remember thinking at the time that they they were really good. Maybe it was just the you got to go back and watch them yeah, because no. they they're really yeah. not good trailers. It's funny. I don't I don't know when trailers sort of. Well, tra- tra- at this point in time, trailers are so formulaic, right? But changed to the you know the guy in the in a world and like in a world, voice. yeah. Um, but we'll go back and and like I'll watch movies with my kids and try to figure out what we want to watch and play old, old trailers. And old trailers are horrible. They are. They really are. I mean, now not all of them because, but I think the trailers nowadays give away too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, like when you see in a trailer for Avengers and, y- you know, you know that this character's dead and suddenly he's swinging around, uh, you know, all of a sudden he can't be dead any longer. So, right. I mean, there, you, you, you know those things. I mean, when he's got another movie coming out a month later, you kind of have to know that Spider-Man's not dead anymore. Right. But, you know, at the same time, I think they give away way too much now. Uh, unfortunately, these particular trailers, especially the teaser, the teaser was just like, it could have been anything. Wasn't it a spaceship or something? It, they did give you the spaceship at the very end of the teaser, but it, like when it was built up, blowing up? Uh, in the third trailer and in, in the, the, the second full length trailer gave you the, the blow up scene, which I thought, cause that was what everybody was sort of talking about. And, and that's what probably hyped everybody right. for it. But that first teaser trailer was horrible. So anyway, Jimmy, moving on, buddy. So I just want to say before we get to this, this is going to kind of be a hard movie for me to navigate because there is a lot of jumping around from yeah, time there to time. Is. So uh, I'll do my best here. So we start off July 2nd. This is part one of the movie, and we'll get to that. We have this iconic scene of the U.S. flag on the, on the, uh, on the moon and this plaque on the moon. Which the plaque is actually sitting against the stairs for the lander. Not against a rock like not they even, showed it. Not against the rock that they showed it. Then you see the shadow start crossing the moon, which is really shitty graphics. Like, as, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, this is the mid-90s. <sighs> I got to get used to this. You, I watched a Blu-ray version. What version did you watch? The DVD version. Okay. The Blu-ray version looks better. Okay. I guarantee fucking to you. because. Okay. I was actually very impressed with a lot of the graphics in the that, Blu-ray version. Yeah, we have the... Mika had the... I'm not surprised because I remember watching the older versions and being disappointed going back and watching them. When I sat down and watched this Blu-ray version, I was like, holy shit, this is really good. This, all this shit nice. really held up well. And they must, have, they must have cleaned it up a lot. They must yeah, have. Yeah, I, I watched the HD version on, on demand, but it didn't... They weren't horrible, but they they weren't anything 
remarkable either. It didn't seem like I, I'm not saying that they're as good as now, but for you have to put them in right. 96. You know, I mean, they, 96 is only, you know, it's a couple of years after Jurassic Park, and these definitely look a whole lot better than Jurassic Park did. Um, you know, but are they going to hold up to, you know, Star Wars from two years ago? No, of course not. So the next couple scenes are kind of like the the prelude to what's happening. We start off with Seti, New Mexico, where you have REMs and the world playing, and you have the stereotypical Chinese scientist guy. Yeah, everything is stereotypes in this movie. Yes, yeah. and we're I, about that's to... the first thing I wrote. They're all Seti nerds, and I'm like, <laughs> this is well, this and, is ridiculous. And, and any movie where there's like some faraway science lab or something like that, nobody's ever working. They're always playing golf. Yeah, or, they're always or, fucking around. Or something else because they're just waiting around. And for this the stuff end to of the world yeah. was yeah. so fucking over the top yeah. too. Yeah. It really was. I think it's supposed to be like subtle and in the background, but it's like, dude, we know that this is an end of the world movie. You're yeah. gonna hit us in the face with end of the yeah. world. But but I agree. <laughs> All these outposts and shit. The scientists are just fucking off. Oh, they usually are. <laughs> They usually are. I'm. I'm thinking of the. Remember the day after tomorrow. Yeah. The three guys that are sitting there in England or wherever the yeah. fuck they are, and oh, we're just gonna drink the last two hours of our lives away. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I'd love to be with my family, but they're three miles down the road, so <laughs> I'm just gonna outside. sit here and hang out with the the black guy and the Chinese guy that I work with. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. And then the Pentagon, they're informed uh, about this spaceship uh, coming to Earth. And they talk to President Thomas J. Whitmore, who's uh, in the White House sleeping with his daughter. And that's when the... Yeah, I thought that was completely inappropriate. Yeah, it was very inappropriate. I, I was disturbed by that. You know, just, weren't you? Yeah, and then going, getting on the phone with his wife and saying yeah. that he's sleeping with a young blonde brunette. That was just disgusting. Yeah, heinous. And then it, then it begins... <laughs> Then it really, this movie really begins here, where you have Judd Hirsch. Uh, Holy shit. Oh, God. I mean, you want to talk about this. Dude, you write stereotypical Jew. Yes. He's he's so over the top. Very over the top. Uh, You know, you have have Jeff Goldblum, who's the same exact character from Jurassic Park. Yeah. More or less, yeah. He's pretty much, he came right out of Jurassic Park and decided to just come to this movie. Yes. you have Alex Rieger from Taxi as his dad. Yes. But, and, I mean, when I say stereotypical, I should have said over-the-top stereotypical. Oh, Jesus it, it is, Christ. And it gets worse. He's the yeah. Jewish grandmother that that never existed, but everybody thinks existed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Hirsch is giving Goldblum some business over playing chess, but Goldblum has to go to work, and that's when he looks at some computer readouts and is shocked. Well, they, the whole point of the chess game was to show how smart he was mm-hmm. because he's literally, oh, I'm going to think it out and then, you know, checkmate. Mm-hmm. Um, then also, I think it also showed the closeness between him and his father. Yeah, they're playing chess. Uh, and it also introduces the, the loss of his wife as well because he's like, you know, it's been four years. You need to get over it. And then he's like, this isn't good for you, which yes. sets up a joke at the end of the movie. And yeah, uh, there's a lot of setup in that yeah, one scene. Right. And, I mean, I know you jumped over it quickly, but then he, of course, jumps right in with Harvey Firestein, 
who is oh, also oh. a secondary character that is super oh, over the over fucking the top. top. Yeah. To the point where he's calling Dr. Katz in the car. and ch- I mean, it's yeah, so right. ridiculous. I don't know what to do. He's like, his throat's been uh, like beaten by 100 years of seawater. Oh. It's not seawater, but it's definitely <laughs> salty, baby. <laughs> where I was going with cheese. <laughs> don't be so blatant about it. The joke was in the seawater, but never mind. Here's the thing. When all, when all that stuff about Harvey Weinstein came out a couple years ago... I didn't know who Harvey Weinstein was. I kept thinking it was Harvey Firestein. I'm like, oh, this, okay. makes, this makes absolutely no sense. No. That's the wrong casting couch <laughs> there, buddy. Right. <laughs> Hundred gallons of seawater. <laughs> there, there's so that joke up. There's so many small guest appearances in here by that you've Seawater's supposed to be good for your throat, <laughs> sir. Don't you remember when you were a kid, if you had a sore throat, your mother would have you gargle with salt water and spit it out? Yeah. No, she emptied like a half a bottle of chloroseptic in my throat. Or, or the other <laughs> thing. like if you had pot? A, I've, I've never, my mother didn't do a neti pot, but I've done one yeah. later on in life. Yeah. They, they kind of work. Yeah. I've, oh, my, my favorite thing with a neti pot, though, of course, has got to be Crocodile Dundee, where he's snorting the cocaine and he's like, look, this is, it's much easier if you do it this way. And he puts all the cocaine in the fucking uh, right. pot and boils it up. Right. <laughs> puts the rag over his head. <laughs> that's great. But it, that's probably the only great part of that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> that and fucking Colin Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, Colin Quinn's great. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever heard, I, he has, uh, he's, I don't know if it was a podcast or what it was, but he told a story about being in that movie and like writing his own character shit. And he made an entire arc for his character. Like he was like super involved with the plot and everything else. (laughs) He's literally on the fucking movie for like maybe four minutes. (laughs) It was was fucking great. So then we're transported from uh, Goldblum's office to the desert where we see Paul 20 years from now crop dusting, the wrong farm, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think that's the scene. Yeah, when it, when uh, you know he's kind of an off, he's Randy fucking Quaid. Right, I'm sitting here thinking playing himself. I thought he went to, but that's it's the same character. He's going Randy right Quaid from Christmas vacation. It's the same goddamn character. <laughs> Sometimes he yells more. Other times he's more drunk, but he's the same fucking character. I have no idea how that guy kept getting work. Yeah, I don't know either, and it, I don't know why I, I liked him either. Oh, and it gets worse. It gets so it gets. But I mean, oh. I, I mean, before that, you have the scene where you see where you meet his three kids. Yes, because the guy comes in, he bitches at him that he's he you know he didn't us. show up. It didn't show. Randy Quaid didn't show up. He's so a competent boob. Then you have you know uh, uh, dime store fucking version of Keanu Reeves, James Duvall. Yeah, because that's just, that's. Every fucking time I saw him, of course, the first thing that comes to your mind is Keanu Reeves. Yeah, uh, son. Yeah. Oh, I see. I kept I kept thinking he was uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> like he's like Chavez E. Chavez Phillips. Whoa, that's a whole different fucking <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips. He, he looks exactly like Lou Diamond Phillips. Fucking <laughs> young guns, there, baby. We got a young guns too. Okay, yeah. I I don't see it, but I guess. Uh, so anyway. Um, but essentially, I always assume if you couldn't afford Keanu Reeves, you got James Duvall. That's the way I always saw it. But regardless, 
you know, he goes over and he's driving to, to meet his dad who's crop dusting the wrong field. And then, of course, you have what one of the worst fucking acted scenes that you've ever seen. <laughs> this is great, yeah. When he gets out of the fucking plane. <laughs> and then I guess he's supposed to be stumbling as he gets out of the plane. But he literally gets out of the plane and stands up straight mm-hmm. and then stumbles over. Holding the bottle of Jack. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Anybody could have done that better. Anyone could have fucking done that scene better. It was so mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. And then the next, we're cut to the White House. We get a little bit more serious here, and it's kind of like a montage where you have uh, Pullman, who is the who is the president Whitmore. Yeah, and he's discussing with his military advisors what to do with all these spaceships, which are now there's the mega spaceship. Now they're separating into smaller spaceships, right. and those spaceships are going around the globe. You have cutscenes uh, from Iraq and the submarine. Uh, there's these TV broadcasts, and all the TV broadcasts are kind of weirded out right now because of the presence of the aliens. Um, and then they show a TV broadcast from Russia. Shit's starting to really, really go down. Uh, you have a radar plane that travels into the this fire cloud as the ships are moving. And I thought the clouds, the fire cloud shit was awesome. It was awesome. It it gave, I mean, it, it really just that impending doom without, you know, shooting your wad and, and just showing this, the fucking spaceships. Mm -hmm. I thought all of that shit was really done. Well Well done. Yes. Um, getting them into position to get everything all fucking set up. I, I did miss that. Uh, you know, the scene where they, Earlier, when the pe- in the Pentagon, the first time you get to see Robert fucking Loja, baby, oh, oh, I okay. love Robert Loja. Well, I was also going to mention. I mean, every, every, there's so many, yeah, I like Robert Loja too. There's so many guest appearances in here. You have the chief of staff is Robert Pine, yeah, the captain from Chips, right? Who's and, also uh, Chris Pine's father, and he's captain Kirk. He always plays a douche, though. That's it. He always <laughs> plays a douche. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, I I that wormy type of I, unless I'm talking about the wrong guy. Am I? Which one is? Which he, one he's is? He's only he? in for a second. He's not the guy. I, I was, oh, then I'm you, I'm you getting him the Secretary confused. of Defense. The Secretary okay, of you're is, talking about the heavier guy. Yeah. Okay, then I know who you're talking yeah, about. He's All sitting right. on the couch. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he. Yeah, I know him. He shows up in a couple other flicks. He's but, not the Secretary of Defense who you know later knows all about. Area 51. Right. That guy's. He's, he's always playing the. He always plays a wormy asshole. douche yeah. asshole. I can't stand that guy. Yeah. Which you're not supposed to like him. Either. No, you're not. He's supposed to be a wormy He's supposed asshole. to be a wormy He hangs asshole. around till the end. We'll see. So they're telling that uh, they should move Pullman or President Whitmore to a safe location, but he refuses to go. Yeah, because he's tough. Yeah. And then, and then somebody decides, the leader of the command, the space command decides, you know, what happens if the aliens become hostile? <laughs> Yeah, right. Let me ask you this, because I was watching it, and I couldn't decide. I was leaning towards him being, like, a Democrat, the president. But I couldn't really decide whether he would have been, like, a Democrat or a Republican. You know what I'm saying? I I have the answer for you, and it happened, and Scott knows what I'm talking about. No, I don't. I, 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 I don't know what... There, there is a joke later in the movie that I reference in this, so I will have the answer for you right then and there. Okay. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're yes. talking about. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I remember there was a joke later yeah. 
Yes. But I'm not sure if it's the same thing you're talking it about. Is, it is. That, that joke is told by Vivica A. Fox. Yes. To the first lady. <laughs> to the first lady. Okay. So we, I voted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. We, we that's, will, and that was the reason I thought he might be Republican. That is because the reason why he's Republican. The rest of the time, I kind of felt like he was, he kind of leaned the other way, though. He was in the military. <laughs> not that that's disqualified Democrats, but. He's a, he's he's a, a fighter pilot. He's a fighter pilot. Yeah. He's a Republican. I, yeah. And, and you know, he, he gives a speech. Yeah. He, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, this part for Whitmore Devlin, the uh, Emmerich's partner, wrote this with the idea that Kevin Spacey, the boy toucher, Kevin Spacey was going to fill this role. And there was an argument about it. But that's when... Um, I think Spacey could have done it. I liked Pullman in the president role, and I think Pullman giving that speech at the end is one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. But I do think that Spacey could have pulled it off. He's, yeah. he's as much as he might be a kid toucher or whatever the fuck else he did, I don't know, but he's, he's a good actor. And he plays a lot of various roles and plays them very well. Oh, he's great in the rough. He's great in a in a lot yeah, of things, dude. Is. Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose. I could list a lot, but it doesn't matter. But uh, they said that the the president didn't think he would be. A, he's not a movie star material, so they settled on Pullman. Mm. Well, I think it was a good choice. I think in this role he was, and I and it leads us. I mean, I guess I can take a sidetrack with Pullman for a second. I always felt that Pullman should have been a much bigger star than he ended up being. And I don't know if yeah. it was just because he just started picking bad roles or what really happened to him, but he did this role, and I thought this was going to be the one to set him like as like the next Harrison Ford type character, right? You know, where he would get like these bigger roles well, one after I another mean, after balls, another. Spaceballs, he was the Harrison Ford character. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm that that's a good pull. What I'm saying, though, is it just never seemed to happen. Because, of course, right. that's where I started to like him was yeah. Spaceballs. But then he does this, and this is like that breakout role where he was the guy. Right. You know, he wasn't the main star, but he was definitely one of the top three guys. At the same time, it just didn't – it propelled Will Smith, but Will Smith was already heading in that direction anyway. It didn't really do anything for Jeff Goldblum. Because Goldblum kind of plays the same character. He maintained his trajectory. On his, the same. His, his acting, yeah, I mean, which Will, is always great. Will Smith, this was definitely the jump from you know, Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince to up. action star. Yeah, yes. and then, of course, he stumbled right after this with Wild Wild West. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, is, I really thought this was the role that was going to catapult him. And he had a lot of good roles after this. But never big roles. Like it was never ended. He never got another big one like this. Yeah. In my in my opinion. I mean, do you guys? I don't remember what he did after this. And well, he did movies like uh, Zero Effect and yeah, and stuff like that, where it was these much smaller movies. He did The Lost Highway, mm-hmm. um, which I that was critically, you know, highly accepted, but it didn't make a lot of money. Yeah, I just remember, I think it was when they came out with Independence Day 2 or whatever. He, I don't which, even think he was in that. Which I don't, I thought, it, I, I didn't see was it. Was he? But I didn't see it either. I didn't see it either. But I had the, no desire to watch no, it. No, I didn't watch <laughs> it, but, it, but in the previews, I thought he was in it. Maybe he was. And 
his appearance has changed. Like you wouldn't recognize him anymore. Well, he yeah because well you he does that it's new 20, show twenty years older but he does that show. Um, oh my god, it's he plays a detective. Every season's the center. It's it that. oh it's good dude it's good it's on Netflix right now okay it's it's a good flow it's one of those things where each season's like a completely different story okay it's really good though they've had two seasons the third season's coming out this this year. Uh, but it's it's really good. Was he in? Yeah, he, he was for? in the new one. So was Judd Hirsch. So was Jesus. Really? Yeah. I thought Judd Hirsch was dead. Yeah, so was Goldblum. <laughs> I know Goldblum came back. Will Smith didn't, but I think they might have actually replaced Will Smith's car- with with a different guy. Brent Spiner's actually back too. Yeah, he's dead. He died in the first movie. That's what I thought, but he's back. Right. That's yeah. That's true. That was another act, a bit, you know. Well, all, yeah, all the we haven't gotten got to data, him yet. data yeah. from Star Trek. And so let's let's get back. So then we're back to Goldblum's office where everybody's watching uh, his ex-wife, the White House comms director. Um, David, what are we supposed to do, David? There's no shame in hiding, David. I gotta call my mother. City-sized spacecraft. I know, my Just try and stay calm. Tell her to pack up and leave town. Why? What happened? Just do it. Mom, now listen, oh, get your stuff together and uh, head for Anastasia. Don't argue with me, just go. David, why did I just send my mother to Atlanta? David, David, talk to me. You hear me tell you that the signal hidden in the satellite feed is slowly recycling down to extinction? Not really. Countdown. Countdown. We count down to what, David? Uh, it's like in chess. First, you strategically position your pieces. Then when the timing's right, you strike. See? They're positioning themselves all over the world, using this one signal to synchronize their efforts in approximately six hours. The signal's going to disappear, and the countdown's going to be over. And then what? Checkmate. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I gotta call my brother. I better call my housekeeper. I gotta call my lawyer. Ah, forget my lawyer. Everybody's going down to the bomb shelter, <laughs> David. <laughs> Mom, go to da- go to Aunt Betty's house. <laughs> I'm trying. That's right, I gargle with salt water. I can't. I can't do it. Let's go to closet, Dave. (laughs) You guys really need to review The Birdcage or something. I love The Birdcage, dude. I think it's the dumbest fucking movie, but it's funny as hell. Oh, fuck. Okay. It's much better than the original French one. Jesus Christ! Earthquake in here or something. That's all right. We had a disaster. Jimmy uncontrollably laughing that he pulled the damn mic stand down on himself. Might not hear Jimmy for the rest of the show. I'm all right. Now he's going to Freddie Mercury it and just hold the whole microphone stand in his hand. So, uh, yeah, so then basically Goldblum figures out at this point in time that it's not... He's like, I can fix the signal, but it's going to be gone in seven hours anyway, so who gives a shit? But at the same time, he's kind of figuring, oh, shit, there's something really wrong with this. 
right. this is a countdown, and we've got seven hours to go till something bad happens. I don't know what it is, but something bad's going to happen. So that's when he tries to call his ex-wife, who works for the president. Very convenient. Yeah, there's a lot of convenience in this uh, fucking story, but very convenient. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, I am drinking coffee drink, and go, getting got, harassed. That's in a diner, dude. That's in a diner. Yeah, well, you said desert, but yeah, no, that's I, at a diner. no. It says Paul Drogas is drinking coffee and gets harassed by people at diner. Yeah, and right above that, it says desert. Well, we're in the desert. I'm just saying the scene. That's where we're at. We're in the, in desert. the southwest. Yeah, the southwest. Oh, okay. All right, I got gotcha. you. So, return of man. Okay, it's implied that that uh, Quaid was abducted by aliens and molested. Well, no, he said that he was abducted by aliens and they they performed all these experiments experiments on him. him and then the asshole, you know, the typical redneck fucking idiots. They're making all the anal probe jokes. Are making the <laughs> anal probe jokes and all that shit about him. Yeah, that's right. That's what happened. Then we're introduced to um, Will Smith. And Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. They're not married, but they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Vivica A. Fox um, was in every single black movie in the 90s. She was like the, the star actress. Uh, well, in the earlier 90s, and then it yeah. turned into Angela Bassett that's, later that's, on. That's right. That's right. Um, which is, initially, I was thinking that's who that was, and, and then I'm like, no, that's Vivica A. Fox. What Vivica A. Fox. I mean, she was in every single movie. And starring Vivica A. Fox. But I will say, I felt that the, the scenes between Vivica A. Fox and Will Smith, especially these earlier scenes, mm-hmm. really well acted, really believable. It looked like they were in love. They were very... They weren't over-the-top stupid scenes. They were very good scenes. I, I truly appreciated the relationship there. You know, and, and the, also the concept that, you know, which comes out very, very much sooner, which is, you know, him being in the Air Force yeah. and her being a stripper, and that's kind of why they haven't moved forward in yes. the relationship because he's afraid that it's going to hurt his chances of getting into NASA and yeah. all this. Right. I mean, all this kind of comes out as subplot, but... To be perfectly honest, it's a very believable love between believable. the two of them. Yeah, that was. I will say well. that it I was mean, written well. Yes. Yeah. She's got a kid, and he, you know. Yeah, he's a father. Yeah. It's, it's, it's right. Great. And like I said, the first twenty minutes of this movie, July second, is good. July second is a setup. I I, I agree. So, um, <clears throat> it's, it's followed by a montage of people losing their shit as the shadows park across all the uh, metro areas. Um, it's actually a scene of me under a bridge drunk in the future. I point that out to me. It's like, going to be me in 20 years. Of course, I was drinking at the time. Um, the graphics do look like uh, N64. Uh, okay, of course, I was watching DVD. Yeah, the Blu-ray is much better. I will say that. Um, I don't know which version, the high-def version you were watching was, but I can tell you that the Blu-ray version, it is very much, it's, it's a lot more detailed. It definitely didn't look the way I remembered it. The way I remembered it, it was much more N64 graphics, and this looked a lot cleaner. Okay. Right. So I, 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 if you're going to go watch it, get it on Blu-ray. <laughs> then we have this goofy-ass scene where Smith goes out to look at his newspaper, and every single other neighbor in his, in his neighborhood, they're like <laughs> carrying... Loads of shit out to the <laughs> right. Car. Every single one. It was like, well, I mean, it, it, it was a funny setup where <laughs> they're trying to sleep in in bed, and Smith and Fox, and 
the kid comes in and he's like, oh, I'm outside shooting aliens. And that's right. Yeah. Whatever. They're like, okay, go back outside, go play. We're, we're trying to sleep in. There's a, they think there's an earthquake. They're like, you know, it's a small one. Let's just go back to sleep. So then they start to realize there's all these things happening out, like out of their view. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks out the window, he sees neighbors acting crazy and he thinks they're yeah. just moving out. Then he realizes the neighbor on the other side is doing the same thing. Everybody, everybody, every single neighbor is panicking. They're, okay. They're carrying their lamps. He goes outside, picks up the paper, and yeah. then, you know. And his, and his I got I to gotta tell the story because of the way you just described him, just kind of pushing him to the side. Okay, so my parents, of course, when I'm younger, this is true. What? Pushing who to the side? Pushing the kid out the door. Like, they just wanted to sleep in. Right. So right. it reminded me of a story of what, something that happened. Story. Okay. Sorry. Well, here we go. So basically, <laughs> you got to have one enough every episode. Yeah, so we're to. we're much young. I was much younger. I was probably like I don't know six, seven, something like that. So my my brother who's maybe three, four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So of course, my parents always wanted to sleep in on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be probably before my father got religious because he would go to church on Sunday. So this would either be a Saturday. It's probably Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we get up, I get up. I'm watching Saturday morning cartoons. I'm responsible for my four-year-old brother. Being eight years old, I'm responsible for him. That's right. So I have to get him up. I have to feed him. I got to make sure he doesn't kill himself, blah, 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 blah. But, of course, I'm an eight-year-old kid, so I'm not always paying attention. So he disappears. I'm watching cartoons. Um... Apparently, because this is the story, I because I know exactly what happened because I was the one that got in trouble for all this. He got up, he went upstairs into my parents' room, who were in bed, and got up on the bed and said, "You know, Dad, uh, you know, Daddy, I want to move the car, or Daddy, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna move the car, I'm, or I want to go for a drive or whatever." And he's like, "Whatever, whatever." So he gives him the keys, and you know, he figures he's just gonna go play with the keys. So my brother comes back downstairs. He goes outside. He's in his pajamas and, like, no socks and shoes or anything. He's freaking four years old. We, at the time, we have a station wagon. It's this ugly brown station wagon. So he apparently gets into the car, puts the keys in the ignition, and, you know, fucks with it until it, I guess he gets it in neutral. And we're, our driveway has a slight... Angle, that angle to yeah. it, so it's slit. You know, it goes out and it gets a. You know, the ass of the car is out in the road, and then it comes to like a stop where it's kind of level, but the ass of the car is out in the road at this point in time. And, and this road was the lead road into this neighborhood, right? It's it's we're the third house in on the left hand side, so everybody drives past this. And at this point, it's not like it's six o'clock in the morning. It's like nine or yeah. ten o'clock because my fucking parents are sleeping. He's eating his Fruit Loops. Right, so... Watching Kate Kidderberry, whatever. Smurfs. <laughs> Smurfs, yeah. No, I hated the fucking Smurfs. But I did like Ruby, the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, we <laughs> You, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he, he, he comes back in, and he goes back upstairs. <laughs> he, leaves this, he leaves the fucking car, and, you know... Is it still on? I, I think he must have brought the keys back in. I guess that he brought the keys back in, but of course he left the door wide open. So he get he takes the keys back in to upstairs to my dad and said, I moved the car. And then he comes back down and he was watching TV with me. So I'm not thinking anything of it. Somebody starts banging on the door about it, I guess about a half an hour later. 
because I don't really know the timeline that great because I'm eight and I'm watching fucking cartoons, okay? Mm-hmm. So my dad comes down to answer the door. The guy, of course, tells him, your car's out in the street. He's like, what, you know, what the hell's going on? And he goes outside. The car's halfway out in the street. So, of course, I'm the one who takes the beating for it because it was my fucking fault that my parents gave him the keys to get in the car and fucking move it out in the middle of the street. And then, you know, but this is somehow my fucking fault the whole time. But I just, I, just because of what you were saying, they, they were trying to push him out the, outside to go play. It, always, it just reminded me of that situation. God, I'm sorry. That explanation was longer than like a chapter of a Tolkien novel. Oh, my God, dude. I'm sorry. I won't <laughs> fucking tell any more stories. No, 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 no. The story. You need to tell those stories. Those are it, wonderful. Sometimes there's there better was, payoffs. I I'm sorry. There be, I, I thought the payoffs. Do you want me better. to talk about the beating that I took? Just make up something like they put your head through drywall or something like that. Well, they didn't put my head through drywall, but what they literally did was they busted my ass and then made me kneel on a fucking thing of uh, beans in the goddamn corner. If you really want to know, my parents were pricks. Well, see, that makes I was a better eight. ending that I got the beating. That was it. I had a very similar thing happen to my, my best friend when I was a kid. He and his little brother probably about the same ages, went out, out in their driveway and were playing around. Their parents had like one of those old conversion vans. This is before minivans came along and, and the, you know, the big full-size one. And uh, Yeah, that's the, the vans that the kid touchers right. used to drive around <laughs> right. in. Kevin Spacey. The ones without the windows, of right. course. But they had a big family, so that's what like their main car was. And uh, their driveway was on, a, on an incline. And they get in and are playing around the van. And apparently, back in those days, you could switch the gear shift without having the keys in it. Oh, okay, yeah. So somehow they shifted it into neutral or something. The van starts going down the driveway. They're, like, screaming inside. And uh, it goes out of the driveway, you know, just a neighborhood street, not anything, you know, any traffic coming by. But the neighbor across the street parked her car, like, parallel parked against the curb. Oh, shit. Right across from their driveway. Ooh. And the thing just backed right into their, <laughs> her car. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that one's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know what kind of beating I would have gotten if he had a fucking car. Right, if some a car. Jesus. Had. I know the beating that I took when he fell asleep on the fucking vet, but that's another story for another day. And we're going to leave it off right there for Independence Day Part 1. It's been a blast so far. And uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention that this is being released on uh, Independence Day. Some people call it the 4th of July, but it's technically Independence Day. We are the greatest nation in the world. There's no doubt about that. Others in this country might say otherwise. Although Others in this country may feel guilty. Others in this country may feel embarrassed. They're nobodies. They're naysayers. They don't realize that good that this country has done for the entire world. I'll just leave it at that. In the meantime, make sure to tune next week for Independence Day Part 2. Be back. Listen to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, iRadio, whatever you want to call it. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, you have anything to say, Hero? Anything to say? Say happy Independence Day. Say happy Independence Day. All right. He's got... He doesn't have much to say. Anyway, have a good week, everybody.